Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. I love saying my name. I have so much fun introducing myself. Uh, I'm Anna Roisman, and this is the podcast for all of you who've had jobs, who've never had jobs. I don't know, maybe you're going through a transition right now during this, you know, uh, uncertain time. Uh, What an intro I'm doing. Ellen, I'm with Ellen. What's up? Hey, everyone. It's me, Ellen, Ellen Burke. You can follow me at Ellen B. Tweets. Whoa, Ellen, you never introduce yourself like that. You never let us say your tweet, your Twitter handle. They're locked anyway. I I want the world to know. Don't cut this out. It's really nice. Thanks. Wait, is your yes, Twitter really I was in the high school choir. I've what? been trying to retweet you for months now, and you, your stuff is locked. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I she's locked so my private. stuff down for like a month. But actually, yesterday I was like, I'm done with this phase. Like, oh my I'm god, out, I'm gonna open it up for everyone again. Employment so. has changed you. You're a new person. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm so much more tired now, and I miss kind of miss having no work. Yeah, you get unemployment's not so bad yeah. once you embrace it. Yeah I, yeah, I hear you. You know, this morning I I set my alarm for eight, and I thought I should get up, I should be productive. But then I also thought <laughs> I could stay here till ten, and guess what I did? See, that's what I miss. I want sat on that. my phone till ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then you're like, you're like, brain is is fucked for the day because you're like, why did I look at Twitter? for two hours in my bed and then get up and I'm like, oh, I have no time to do anything, you know? So Yeah, so now you can imagine I did that for like several months. So now I'm like, my brain is like so effed. I'm not going to yeah, say the I'm F sorry. word. Sorry. Wow. And you're, she's not there yet. I hate <laughs> to say it, but, you know, you you might get back to that beautiful but spot like, again. Yeah, doing regular work is like hard for me now because <laughs> for so many months I was just like, Right. Doing now they're like, the- hey, here's 20 emails when you wake up in the morning. You're like, yeah, well, at least you're home. So they don't you know, you don't have to like you don't have to like have the added stress of like a commute or anything right now. That's true. That's true. I keep saying that easy in the morning. Yeah, I keep saying that to people. I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? I do not miss that commute the stress of like my train my car my this i'm running i'm sweating through 14 layers and then i have to get back on the train and people are mean to you and you have to touch everything i don't miss any of that the train ran over my hat yeah my briefcase went like i know people are taking the train again but i am that's the reason i'm I'm, i don't think i'll get COVID on the train i actually think my mental state will be like tarnished if i get on a train so i haven't taken one yet don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Stay off as long as possible. <laughs> I will. I wanted to say one thing, though, that is on my mind. There are a lot of people out there who are employed, okay? I have a bone to pick, and they do not know how to do a fucking job, okay? And I am specifically, specifically calling out the company of Verizon. I'm sorry. I don't think Verizon's ever going to sponsor us, but if they do, I take it all back. But Jared and I have not had cable for, like, four days, which feels like a goddamn five years in a pandemic because I I know mm-hmm. there are streaming services, but I, I like TV. I like real uh, commercials, bad TV, reruns, bleeped out. I love real TV. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know yeah. there are more problems in the world, and I know this is a very tiny problem, but, you know, uh, we've been like on the phone with Verizon since August 19th, this started. And 
they still can't get their shit together. They canceled my cable, essentially, after he picked up the boxes. He had, we had an email that said, you have two cable boxes, one internet router, and, they, and then we brought it home, set it all up. My hair's mm-hmm. everywhere. We set it all up, and like the, it won't turn on. The cable mm-hmm. will not turn no. on. Verizon, and get your shit together. Get your shit together, yeah. And then when we called, they're like, yeah, it looks like someone on September 2nd just canceled the account. And we're like, how did they cancel it if you let us pick up boxes two mm-hmm. fucking days ago? No, track that person down. You it's know, just put a, something in their permanent crazy. record. <laughs> and then Jared and I sit there, you know, in our pajamas at 11 a.m. on the phone with Verizon. And we're just like, how? He, he's been on the phone more than me. But it's like, how do these people have benefits and a job? And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like a fucking idiot. Maybe I don't that's wish why. Maybe anyone that's... to lose their jobs right now. But I do, you know, I encourage people to, you know, get just, yelled at by their boss. Maybe. Just know how to do it. If you <laughs> right, have yeah. the job, just learn just, how to do your just job. do it. Yeah, you're lucky enough to have that job. You should appreciate that job and just do the job, right? I, I don't know. Uh, I sound like one of those old Jewish moms who's like, they don't do anything i hate verizon cable but honestly okay. that's, who I've, that's who I've become thank you yeah don't, don't push that away yeah oh god yeah and it's scary it's scary to have someone come have to now they have to come to fix it and i'm like i haven't had people in my apartment i haven't had friends in my apartment now uh, you know a stranger's coming in like i you know we have to all wear our masks and like it's just it's a whole other level now true so you know what? I wish for them to lose a job. <laughs> no, no, no. They can, I mean, stay employed until there isn't a scary pandemic. I, I guess, I guess. I, I'm not out to, you know, get anyone. Um, I'm so excited about our guest today. He is one of the funniest people. Like, you meet this person and you instantly are like, I love him. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's going to have great stuff for us because uh, I've seen him do jokes before. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited for our guest today. He's a very funny comedian. You might know his podcast, Puddles. If you don't, go check it out. Maybe you've seen him on tour back when tours were a thing uh, and we saw people in person. We've got Andrew Collin on. What's up? What's up? Remember that? What's up? What's up? Yeah, that's like back. I feel like anything 90s is back. Oh, it's coming back hard. That and capris (laughs) i just decided today i got my ears pierced last week i wanted more holes which is i was like who needs that at this point in time but i was like it's probably because of the 90s and i see all these like ears with tons of earrings now and i'm like i want it yeah the big tiktok earring now is the cross it's like a hanging little cross right i want to do it with a star david hell yeah i think yeah hey happy happy rosh hashanah hey dude thanks you know it means a lot this year especially (laughs) <laughs> how have you been i told you before i'm like your quarantine looked beautiful uh well my quarantine it's 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 very hot and very cold i guess okay. and um i don't really run in the middle i either live i was either at my brother's in the hamptons living the life of uh you know an aristocrat <laughs> with a yacht that you know has sex it's a know. beautiful house, too. I was like, do you have a floor there? It's lovely. Well, it's three homes. I'm um, sorry. Um, it's one estate <laughs> with three homes on it. They're small homes. What? But, you know, I live in the pool house. I'm kind of like Ryan from OC. Sick. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a bad boy, but like also a good boy. You yeah. Know? I'm like if Seth and Ryan had a baby from the OC. Okay. That's a, a deep cut. 
But um, and you have ne- nephews or nephews and nieces. You have. I have four nephews now, just uh, but three on my older brother's side, the rich one. Yeah, got it. So he, I'd go out there sometimes. You know, usually he doesn't let me in the main house. He keeps me either in the barn or the pool house or under the water. Uh, like he tells always, me, or because of COVID. <laughs> uh, I think it's for some reason even pre-COVID. <laughs> I think he was worse. He, I don't know. He just doesn't allow me near the kids, but it's fine. What? Um, they probably no. love you. They do at a distance. Um, seven feet. Uh, <laughs> they do one extra foot. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, so I go out there and I live this amazing life. And then I come back to Bushwick where I live and what I afford. And um, I am awake till five in the morning because my neighbor plays music louder than... Um, a rock concert at Giant Stadium. Wow. And, yeah, it's pretty incredible. We have fleas. We've had a mice problem. We had mold. No. So, so I almost don't even want to go to the Hamptons and get a taste of the what life could be because yeah. then I come back and feel even worse. <laughs> but the I times say times are changing. Times are changing because of the pandemic and because of thousands of people dying and more to come. I was able to get an apartment on the cheap in the city to live alone because my buddy owns the building hell yeah yeah a studio with like really no good finishings but still it's going to be unbelievable it'll be kind of in between the hamptons and what i live in now i'm so excited for you this is big i saw your post and i didn't know if it was real or not because you you some you sometimes journal i feel like on instagram and Sometimes it's very real and sometimes it's not at all. <laughs> no, I they're like, all, I think it's all real. I, I, I usually <laughs> am all real with that. I, and sometimes it comes off um, not believable because, you know, <laughs> I mean, who would live like that? But um, yeah, no, I went on a little journey of every place I've lived in in New York. I mean, you know, you move here. I started on a couch in the East Village. Yeah. And then I uh, got kicked. My friends were eventually just like, yeah, this is. You know, you live on a couch. It's not like, oh, I have my own room. It's like you're in mm-hmm. the living space. You're constantly on edge <laughs> of when you have to wake up and appease people. And yeah. I did that. I worked in a grilled cheese restaurant. Um, I worked in the career in grilled cheese. And then uh, and then I went to Williamsburg and lived with a vagina waxer. For real? That was yeah. real? <laughs> yeah, she waxed vaginas in the living room. <laughs> and like, then left a table there, like wouldn't pick up the table, and I would try to eat my Fruit Loops, and there would be <laughs> pussy hair everywhere. And I, she's and a I, and private I, vagina waxer. Yes. Wow. She go. A, I swear career. to God. One time she goes, "Hey, do you mind like not coming home? This is on a Saturday. Do you mind <laughs> not coming home from like 10 a.m. to like 2 p.m. Because like I just have like some clients. And I'm like, <laughs> I walk out. There's like a line of hairy vaginas out my door. And I'm just like, yeah, it's cool. Just use my room too as a waiting room. Oh my um, God. Yeah. And so then I couldn't afford that place, believe it or not. And then I went to Bushwick and I lived next to a drug dealer named The King. And we <laughs> shared King. a wall and I could hear him practicing rapping. I was like, I got to get out of here. Um, and then I went to Hoboken and lived in a small room because my buddy was rich for like 600 a month. And then he got married and moved to Philadelphia. So I got out of there. And then I went to Bushwick, where I'm at now, for mm-hmm. six years. And we've it's been a hell of a run. And uh, yeah. Ellen's in Bushwick. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Come on over. Okay. Yeah. No, just make it really awkward. You should come <laughs> over. I'll be there. Yeah. 
Tell so the anyways. fleas. Tell the fleas I'm coming. No. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell them all. I'll meet no, my you dog had fleas. The, uh, Morgan twice. stop or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Jefferson. What's up? Decal Bav, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where in the city are you going, though? I'm East Village. Oh, sick. Like, right by Astor Place. Like, it's insane. That's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 40. It's time for me to live alone. I'm coming over there. I'll come to Astor Place. Please. Okay. Please. I mean, I don't know. I got to probably get some stuff for the apartment. Right now, <laughs> until you move, you don't realize how little you own in life, you know? <laughs> I have this Ikea dresser that I put together. It took me about seven years because no one helped me because of COVID. I mean, oh there were God. like 15 pieces left over. I felt like I could be the president of a different country because this country would be pretty easy. But yeah, because we see how pathetic. But Ikea does that where it's like they just throw a bunch of shit. In- I, I got a lamp from Ikea a couple weeks ago and it it wouldn't turn on because I thought it came with bulbs. <laughs> no and so i was like well we have light bulbs and we have a you know there's a fucking like store down the street i'll get a light bulb no it's it's one kind of bulb <laughs> that only yeah. ikea sells and of it's course like, i don't then you have to pay for i'm not going back there like you go once every six years to ikea and that's it you don't go again and it was like getting into disney world during covid it was like a fucking like through the parking lot it was like a three-hour wait like you're going to like a hot club it was so weird i'm not being a dick but why didn't you just get it online well because we were there for other stuff and then when we were there (laughs) they didn't have the other stuff so we just ended up with this shitty ass lamp (laughs) i was like this was a waste of a day (laughs) yeah you could get everything online now amazon you know i've never shopped on amazon until quarantine really same with my mom it was like the only cool thing about me. And now I've literally bought 9 million things. Like, Every day. Yeah. yeah, I bought like, yeah, like Jeff Bezos characters, just like little <laughs> dolls. And I, I was just... home with my parents for a weekend and all these boxes showed up to my my parents' apartment. My dad was like, when did you learn to shop online? And my mom's like, COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's got to be so funny when a husband realizes his wife knows how to use the credit card online i know yeah it probably probably got an account at amazon she probably really just did the whole thing you know well because you get a package and it literally feels like hanukkah it feels like you get a hanukkah it really does like it does you're an adult kid you turn yourself into adult kid underneath the christmas tree or hanukkah bush whatever you go down with yeah and uh every day you open it up and it could be nothing it could be nail clippers and it could feel like you got a ferrari yeah. I don't know why. It's just it fucking does. awesome. We're so desperate for like, because we're not out. We're not buying things all day long. We're not like doing that much. So we're like, ah, oh, for me, one present. <laughs> Wait, I was so excited yesterday. And then I'll get into your jobs. But I had a package downstairs and it said it was 15 pounds. And I was like, what did I order? Because I do, I do the late night, like 3 a.m. order. You know, like whatever I find, I'm like, yeah, I need that now. Usually it's like a sweatshirt from H&M. Yeah, but 15 pounds, that's like... 15 pounds. I'm guessing either a kettlebell, a dumbbell, (laughs) a dead dog. I don't know why the dog's dead. I I just assume in travel. Jared was like, would you order weights or something? I was like, (laughs) did I order weights? Like, I don't... Was it your mom? No, I don't know what I was. (laughs) So wait, I get the package and I open it up and it's a case of of uh like sports drinks 
but I did not order them <laughs> unless I did. And I was like, I want to try this like energy drink. I don't know what it is. And I was like, I didn't give my address out to anyone who is sending me Halo <laughs> sports. <laughs> you know what? I actually got, I received a, a box of like just random uh, light bulbs. In the my past month. I fucking like, needed in the that. past month. Yeah, I got like a random <laughs> box of light bulbs. Maybe your landlord's trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, maybe like they're like from the FBI and they're they're bugging my apartment. I don't know. Ooh, weird. Actually, yeah. That's weird. I got right. fleas. I got a box of fleas. No. Uh, that's what I, I try to pin it on Amazon. No, it comes from inside. <gasps> oh. No, my worst. apartment's fine. I'm clean. I sh- I wash myself. I believe I just, it. Yeah, I just want to let that out there. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back. I want to go back to when you were <laughs> younger, before you came to New York. And all, I loved your journey of where you've lived. But now I want to know your journey of where you've worked. Um, because I feel like, you know, as performers and comedians, we we do anything for money, right? So at some point yeah. in we our life. We do stand up. We do stand up, which pays as much as it paid in 1955. Less, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right my yeah. mom loves to tell her friends she mostly gets drinks but you know they're gonna pay her uh one day <laughs> yeah mom one day. whatever i'm in the trust fund i could wait <laughs> it out i'm waiting for you clock's ticking all right anyhow but so yeah what was your first job oh man so i i've had a lot of jobs i'm a very good at quitting or getting fired um i'm like really talented at not being successful um <laughs> Which is so, a talent in itself. You're telling me, sister. Yeah. So, I mean, it all started, I guess, I, I've always been very lazy, you know, with things that I wasn't interested in. Like, I literally had a, I played football in high school and they had a play called the Lazy Colin, which, <laughs> like, the coach just was like, you're lazy, let's utilize that. And, and so I kind of ran with that slowly the rest wow. of my life. Like, was and the so, play, like... Andrew's Andrew lays on the ground of the field and everyone else <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I swear to God that is pretty much the play <laughs> I, I I ran it's called a, a slant or like a post pattern right yeah and, I watch a lot of football okay so whatever the quarterback rolls out and <laughs> my job because he noticed I was quitting so many times because I knew the ball wasn't coming to me that my guy that was supposed to guard me would go guard someone else because I was such a failure. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, you're wide open because you're so pathetic. <gasps> oh my God. And so I, he goes, can you do that if I call on you? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I can. And so I ran a post and I lazied it up. I They called it one game. I remember the quarterback was like, lazy. Like we were down by like <laughs> 30. Like we needed like a- right. And I ran and I t- and I lazied up. I was able to be lazy enough. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like just thought, like, what would you do in a hammock? You know, and and then I backed up and he threw the ball. I caught the ball and then I got slammed and we lost by like 50. Like, nothing. Uh. Like, there was no like and then we won. But yeah, I dropped a ball because it was heavy, you know. So yeah. so then I kind of like so like my whole life. And my parents were divorced. My dad was a doctor, very hard worker, oncologist. Like, I don't know. Like, you have a cancer doctor uh, for a father. There's a lot of pressure on being successful. So I decided, like, not to be. 
uh, to kind of, <laughs> I guess, maybe because of the divorce and him like cheating. I was like, you know what? I'll show you. <laughs> but There's not... no doctor here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll show you by being afraid of blood. Um, uh, yeah, so I ended up like I went to Tulane. And, um, That's a good school. You would think. I majored in finance. I cheated on, I swear to God, every single test. Oh, my God. I, every test I cheated on. <laughs> I don't know how I graduated. It, like, I don't it, either. It I, doesn't make sense. I was a bad student, too. I Ter- skipped a midterm once, and my friend was like, just tell them that you have food poisoning they'll they'll totally buy it and we were like yeah we can't go i can't leave the bathroom i can't take this midterm and what did they say i went and smoked weed with my friend at the river i was like (laughs) we're near the class what if they see us she's like we're fine they'll they'll never come down to the river where every kid hangs out they're like I wonder if they're at the river. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I fucking... I know what you mean, though, where it's like you're in this school and you're like, I don't even want to do any of this. I had I horrible anxiety. I had horrible depression. I didn't even know what it was at that point. I just thought I was being a little bitch, you know, and <laughs> my friends told me that I was. And like, so like I, I majored in finance. I didn't I didn't even want to. I took one acting class. That was the only thing I couldn't cheat in. And I like enjoyed it and but I'm never going to tell my doctor father, hey, I want to be a thespian, dad. He's like, yeah, really? Well, you know, um, whatever. I work 100 hours a week and uh, <laughs> to pay your mother. who I'm I saving divorced. lives. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving lives. What are you doing? Um, just, uh, I don't know. I, I got drunk by the river. Um, so, so I graduate. I have no skill set. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, um, and, I go back to Florida and I'm like, what the fuck should I do? And I was like, I could go to Chicago and work in real estate. Like, that's kind of like what my family did. Okay. And, um, and looking back, like I should have done that, but because my parents were divorced, my Chicago side of the family was my mom's side. And Mm -hmm. my dad was like, I don't want like, didn't really want me going there. It was kind of a weird time. I mean, if it happened now, I don't think he'd care, but back then, whatever and so instead i went to la to become a uh <laughs> i was like what can i do in la and i read i remember i was I'm walking around to become what <laughs> barnes <laughs> i was walking a doctor uh no barnes and noble i was walking around i was like what can i do and i like was like looking up different entertainment jobs and i saw a producer and i was like that seems like a career you know like <laughs> Like I didn't, I like, I think I bought like producers for dummies or something, like something equivalent to that. And I read like a, like three picture pages. picture you just like going down the line in Barnes and Noble and you're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I'm at the peas. Those look good. <laughs> director. I don't have a Is camera. There a Starbucks here? I'm yeah. Sure. I'm like, I could do a director. Uh, no, I don't have a camera. Um, <gasps> produce. What does that do? Oh, I, yeah. Okay. So then I was like, okay. So I talked to like someone in my family and they knew one producer in LA who like did commercials this company called backyard production sounds like a porn place whatever and I was like I go they're like yeah we can hire you for a job and I go all right I'm going to LA I'm gonna be a producer and then I fucking drive my fucking Xterra silver to LA with my stepbrother we stop at like four different places we get hammered along the way it was a fun trip (laughs) 
I remember <laughs> I punched my windshield and broke it, whatever. Anyways, so then oh. we get to L.A. and I moved to, uh, if you know L.A. at all, I moved to Rancho's Palos Verdes, which is like two hours away from I was gonna say, Hollywood. That's far. <laughs> I lived in West Hollywood. That that felt, you know, central-ish. <laughs> Essentially, it's equivalent like to moving to New York, and you're like, I'm going to Rockaway. Yeah. Like that's literally <laughs> where I lived, and and I was like, I'm gonna be in. <laughs> so I fucking have this one job. And I thought it was like a full-time job. I get there. I wear a fucking suit to a PA job because <laughs> oh, I don't no. know what PAing is. So I'm wearing a suit, not a tie, but like a... And I get out of the car and everyone's like dressed in like the shittiest <laughs> clothes ever. And I'm like, I'm going to be the big... Th- I'm dressing for the job I want, you know? I'm going to be Walt <laughs> Disney or whatever. And, uh, I, and they're like, uh, yeah, you probably want to take your coat off. And then within like 10 minutes, I'm like, picking up boxes and sweating in a suit, yeah. you know? And, uh, and, and, and they're like, yeah, this job's for the weekend. Like it wasn't even a job. It was one weekend yeah, of I PA? Yeah, I didn't ask. I, it was literally two days of work. I drove cross country. It was a job. Did you tell them that? Were you like, I just moved here for I this. bought a suit. <laughs> I rented one from my dad. who's a doctor. He doesn't know it's gone. Um, so no, so I, yeah, so then it was a Waffle House commercial with Joel McHale, I remember. And I was like, I'm so Hollywood, you know? And uh, and I'm driving like 19 hours a day. And then uh, I'm like, so what's the next job? And they're like, uh, there is not one. I was like, what? And then what? they're like, you have to go on to whatever website and apply for another job. And I was like, oh, I'm done being a producer. This is... <laughs> You got to be out of your fucking One day mind. as a PA, you're like, this is a bad job. <laughs> I'm like, I have to try. I have to work to get an every time to get union or something. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to play basketball on the money that my dad gave me to move out there. And I'm going to get rid of that as quick as possible. So I go and then I'm living in Rogers Palos Verdes. And then I end up my... uh my uncle this is going to sound like the most nepotism stories by the way ever but like my great uncle ran american express in the midwest like whoa so everyone's successful in my family everyone (laughs) i swear to god everyone makes 500k or up where are you in line of the siblings i'm the middle oh yeah that says a lot (laughs) yes it does actually uh but i'm the oldest if you couldn't tell I honestly thought that you would be adopted and not and raised by wolves, but wow, yeah, wow, but like wow. smart wolves, like hot, mm. smart Jewish wolves. <laughs> um, so, so, so you were at my Rosh Hashanah. Huh? <laughs> I'll never forget. Oh, okay, all right, werewolf. All right, so I end up getting a job at American Express as a filer, and again I wore a suit to the first well, day. That of work. makes sense. I would think. Suit makes more sense for American Express than Waffle House commercial. <laughs> they're like, you don't have to wear a suit. And they're all laughing at me again. Oh, and I'm no. like, I'm like, can I just get a job where the suit works? Yeah, what's with this town? <laughs> I'm a classy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I end up working there. And I swear to God, I ran the biggest scam of the century. <laughs> I, I would show up, clock in. And then they would have me file like in the way back. And like, so I would like, 
alphabetized. I really think they just gave me work because of my my uncle. You know, they're like put this Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, their you know te- whatever their American Express card payments <laughs> in order. And I was like, okay. And so I'm just back there. And then I'm starting to realize, like, no one's checking on me. Like, no one's, like, <laughs> cares what I'm doing back here. And then I slowly started to leave work a little earlier. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have to clock out at the end of the day. Next thing I know, I'm driving an hour and a half to work. I'm going there for 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm leaving. And I'm driving an hour and a half back. And I go and play basketball in Hermosa Beach every day. I'm in the best shape of my life. Like, I'm fucking ripped. You know, like I'm, I'm literally playing basketball at 2 p.m. Like every day and, and then clocking out at 40 hours a week at American Express. Shit. So, so I think I'm being so sneaky. And then 10 years later, I told this story to my older brother. He's like, yeah, it's because of Uncle Howard. You're not, they all knew you were leaving, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like walk out like you gingerly. <laughs> Yeah, look, make sure no one's there and just run through. <laughs> so I end up, so uh, I end up, um, I don't How know. did that end? Um, poorly, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, so I ended up, uh, what ended up happening? So I ended up, oh, I know what happened. My buddy moved from, or came to party for New Year's uh, from New Orleans and we were just going to party. I was living in Hermosa Beach at this time, at this point. Uh, and and he's like, hey, I don't want to just party here in Hermosa. Let's go to Vegas. And I was like, but I have this job. He's like, quit. And I go, okay. And then I just quit. <laughs> what? I just quit it. And I, and I had a little money saved up. There was no point. Oh, I know what it was. I was just going to try to get my grandpa's mutual fund. So I thought... <laughs> I could just quit. And uh, so I go to Vegas. That's a whole nother story. But let's just say I ended up in Vegas. I was supposed to go for one night. I was there for six nights. Oh, my gosh. I won $10,000 and I came home with no money and no rent. Crying. Hysterically. Like, And you had just quit your job. And I just quit my job. Why did you quit? What, couldn't you just go for, tell them you need two days off or something? I, yeah, I don't even think I should have told them. I, I just think I was tired of driving there. Yeah. I was tired of collecting free money. <laughs> Sounds uh, really hard. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so I go. So then long story short, I end up going into like my grandpa's mutual fund. And then uh, I have him like sign it. I'm like calling my grandpa like, hey, what's up? Like, no, we haven't talked in 20 years. You mind like throwing me that five grand? And uh, he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, just fucking do it, grandpa. You know, just yelling at him. No, I And so. <laughs> So anyways, I take out that money and next thing I know I'm in New Orleans and I party too hard. I do too much cocaine with a stripper next to a river and I end up having a mild overdose where I end up in the heart ward for three days. Oh my God. Yeah, like blood thinner in my stomach, like crazy in New Orleans. How old were you? 22, 23. Oh shit. Probably 23 and then... Uh, yeah, I was like with a stripper, like not even hooking up, just talking about like deep thoughts, you know, and uh, just learning about life from, you know, Diamond and, uh, (laughs) and she just like, she was cool. Uh, and, um, but yeah, I did too much Coke and I did a gravity bong hit and I went completely numb. (gasps) And so, 
uh, I end up in a hard ward. I get out of there. I'm a little depressed. It's $7,000 bill. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm really not. This isn't really what this I should be doing. Uh, maybe LA is not for me. And then I go back to Florida. They're like, you should come back here. And mind you, I didn't have like a coke problem. Like honestly, I didn't even like drink or do drugs for like months. I was like addicted to working out. Like I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just was not like, I've never bought Coke. Right. It was a bad night. It was a bad night. Yeah. And morning and afternoon. And so. And and six days, three days. days. (laughs) (laughs) Four years. Uh, My whole life. Um, So I end up going back to Florida and then flying to LA with my little brother and driving my car back. Mm -hmm. That's nice that he did um, that. What, that he came with me? My little brother? Yeah. It was a bond. Honestly, we bonded. Like, looking back, like, I didn't even realize, like, my little brother is six years younger, and um, at his wedding, he told a speech, and he talked about how, like, that car ride, like, like he didn't have a big brother, or his big brothers around, and, like, how close it made us, and Aww. I don't know, like, and it's so funny how you view a story versus how someone else, sure, would, you know, um, I don't, also don't think he knew I had an overdose from Coke, I think I just told him I did <laughs> Had too much Red Bull, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, I come back to Florida. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, this is like a long story short. I don't. Or is this no, what I this, love oh, it. Okay. I'm really into it. Okay, so I come Usually back. Usually, I go through all the jobs, but this is per- you're going through them. It's, yeah, I kind of did a one man show about this. And I so, love like, it. Yeah, I know. No. I know, like all the all the like points. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I kind of gave that away. I should have just been like, no, this is all off the top. And it's like, I, <laughs> no, I already have this outline. Um, and then you're like, hey, check it out. You can watch a performance uh, on YouTube. <laughs> We're going to be doing a Zoom reunion show soon. So <laughs> with the Hamilton cast. Yeah. Yeah. I did cocaine in a suit. I did cocaine in a suit for a PA job. Oh. Joe McHale. It's a good You're wearing musical. a suit through this entire story. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone's watching right Especially now, Andrew, this is a fucking podcast. You could be on your bed. He's in a whole He's wearing suit. A suit tie. Right now. He was playing basketball. Wearing Wait till hair. Act Two when I take it off. <laughs> your hair looks great. It's that product and stuff in there. It's like your wedding. I told. I didn't ask you to marry me. I asked you to come on the pod. <laughs> come on. It'll be great. We need it's to link great. up. We'll have good we looking really kids. Do. Um, whatever just tell them you're you're, they're your boyfriends um so um no so i end up uh back in florida i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do i literally was so depressed you know you come back like uh, you're in debt you literally like didn't do shit i did have a kind of a six-pack though which was pretty cool yeah i felt like as long as i had muscle if i had pecs i mean who gives a shit about life that's exactly how i felt when i left la too i made a lot (laughs) less money i owed money on a car i leased that i had to give back but i was like i'm so tan and skinny (laughs) (laughs) something good will happen (laughs) i'd hike every day and lay out on my roof and make zero dollars and I was like, wow, I really fit in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, but I actually had a smoothie four days in a row. Same one, stay skinny. Um, yeah. So I ended up, uh, I was like, what am I going to do? And I talked to my mom and and she's just, I was living back in my mom's place. And I was just like, well, why don't I, um, she's like, why don't you get into real estate? And real estate was kind of taking off just then. And she's like, you should get your license. 
And I was like, good advice. Yeah, it was good advice. And my grandma was a realtor. Her grandma was like, I come from a long line of realtors and real estate developers on my mom's side. And, and, uh, so I was like, all right. So I went to real estate school. I failed the test the first time, passed it the second time. And then I got a job like selling homes as like a 23 Mm -hmm. year old and in Stewart, Florida. And I didn't know anything about homes. I didn't know, you know, like I couldn't tell you what a foyer is, you know, (laughs) or whatever. And I just was so bad at it. I was still so lazy. I didn't like that cocaine moment. Like I've never, I've had all these moments where it's like, and then he learned to fucking work hard. You know, I've never had, I, there's probably 55 moments like that where they're like, then he must've learned. That right. must have been then, rock bottom. No. Then he became the number one realtor of all <laughs> the state of Florida. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a suit. And so, he sold cocaine. <laughs> through, yeah, whatever. It's a side job. So anyway, so I end up, I end up, uh, I sold, I, I, I honestly, I didn't sell anything. I sold one apartment for one condo for like 200 grand. And I was like, this, like, and the market was good and I still couldn't do anything. Um, and, uh, there was no structure or whatever. And then my buddy Rusty, who I knew since like grade school, he's Rusty the third. Three mm. sets of Rusties. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he ended we up- We have a friend named Rusty. Oh, um, really? I don't know if he's in the lineage. Yeah, but- I'm sure. Probably. They're all connected. <laughs> and um, so I end up getting, he's like, you should come do commercial real estate with me in Vero Beach, where I actually went to high school. And- uh, and we should link up. And I was like, we're way too alike to like link up. It's not like yin and yang. It's just like dumb and like whatever. And like, but we link up and um, I swear in like four months, he like figured out like, oh, home builders want to buy like raw land. And so we got, we put like 60 acres together and we had it under contract for like $7.8 million to this. Holy shit. To these builders. We were going to make all this money. And then the builder, one of the partners, um, one of the developers got cancer and and they like had to back out. But I saw their pro forma that they were going to make all this money. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't let this go. We And so I have my uncle uh, step in and uh, he bought the property. And next thing Whoa. I know, I had like two hundred eighty thousand dollars at a 24 year old. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So I, I went. I thought you were gonna say. So I told. I recommended him to my dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cancer. Guy. And then my dad gave me a cut. Yeah, uh, yeah. My dad. My dad's like, bring a cancer guy. I'll get you thirty grand. The sicker they are, the more I'll pay you. Oh my um, god, that's no, a lot of money as twenty-four year old. I would never know what to do with that. Insane. And I, I didn't. And I. Th- but here's the thing. Like you just thought you would just keep making more money. Like the market was so hot. That property that we sold for 7.8, we had it under contract for $16 million to another builder. I look like a fucking hero, right? Like my my uncle was like, holy shit, like you really did amazing. And we had to get the entitlements and and, uh, surveys done and you have to get the engineering done in order to move dirt, you know, and that takes about six months. I watched to a Selling year. Sunset. So okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So just imagine that. <laughs> yeah, <but> like familiar. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like um, the Big Short, you know, like that yeah. was kind of like what I was living in. Mm-hmm. And um, so, 
so we had it under contract and then the market oh and then we did one other deal where like we both made like a hundred grand so i made another like hundred grand i made my dad like 350 grand holy shit and like we were just fucking like going bottle service going to costa rica i went i bought a fucking uh uh brand new pickup truck with rims oh my god then i traded it in for a mercedes and my used car dealer i bought like an amg and i he's like i need seven grand so i took out seven grand in cash and i put in a brown bag and i threw it at his face and i was like give me the keys like i was living that like insane like and it felt great like it was unbelievable and uh (laughs) just living this insane life where i thought money would just never end and like Mm -hmm. and i had no reason to think it wouldn't because i had like these million dollar like uh commissions coming to me yeah so fast forward like four months the market's starting to get a little little shaky you know and then the people that were going to buy the property backed out so then we had another buyer come in for like 14 million and we're like all right we're still gonna make this money then the market's getting a little worse oh no and we're drinking a little more we're really not working hard we're kind of depending on this one deal and then you got your second mercedes (laughs) then i got a third mercedes uh and then yeah we just i left the other two wherever oh and no and then i end up like uh we end up getting uh the market keeps getting worse and worse and then we get it under contract i meet with the owner of the minnesota vikings comes down this guy ziggy wilf meets with me and rusty i mean <laughs> it's insane like i have so many real estate stories but long story short he had it under contract for like 12 million market gets a little worse next thing you know the market crashes the oh, deal no. never closes at all <gasps> my uncle could have sold it like right away without the engineering and made a few million but he's like no like i want to get i want to wait it out oh shoot. long story short the property doesn't sell market crashes my car gets repoed. <laughs> I lose my house that I bought. I bought a house for two hundred twenty thousand. Five months later, it was worth sixty thousand, <gasps> and I gave that up for short sale. And then I went in all into all my all my money I spent. Even in, I gave like half the money to the government of like taxes, but then not the other half because I thought I'd be making all this other money. So now I'm in horrible debt. The market crashed. Uh, I went to Orlando for a little while. I I worked there. Uh, But, you know, that, you know, market just kept getting worse and worse. And then I was like, I never even wanted to do real estate. You know, like I started having those moments of like, but remember that acting class from college? I really really like that, you know. And then scene, act one is over. (laughs) (laughs) Fade the black. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to need another chocolate bar. This is... This is good. So anyway, so I end up. Um, I feel I'm, like you've had twenty lives. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> twenty of them. Yeah, fifteen of <laughs> them died young. that night. Yeah, that. Yeah. So I I end up going to. Um, I was like, well, what do I want to do? And then like I, I I was like, I'll be a screenwriter. I always liked writing. Like mm-hmm. I never thought about these things. I just went and bought Sid Field's DVD. I love how, yeah, you immediately are like, good, good looking book, producer. <laughs> that's what I'll be. My whole life. My whole <laughs> life. That's what it's been. Like, I'm just like, duh, duh, you know, and a lot of it had to do with anxiety and like, and like not getting medicated and not dealing with like yeah. my shit. So I was always so anxious that I would just go to something instead of like, oh, let's think about take, it. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. so um, I end up writing this movie. I wrote a movie in two weeks. Holy shit. Called Laughers That's... for Hire. And it was terrible. But <laughs> at the time, I thought, I, I was like, oh, just sell this for 200 grand. Like, that's sure. how I thought money worked because of how easy the money came for real estate. I was like, oh, yeah. just sell this. And so I called my buddy in LA who, like, worked a really good, like, he's a big time producer, worked for a big. And he's like, yeah, I'll read it. And then he read it. He's like, this is. It's like, yeah, I don't know what you want me to do with this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, cool. He's like, there's misspellings in your name. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. Like, <laughs> your name. So, so, so. Wait, can I hear the log line? What, what was it called again? What was it uh, about? It's called Laughers for Hire. It's about two best friends that. Um, Rusty that, and Andrew. Right? Pretty much. That moved to L.A. <laughs> to become professional laughers to take. Uh, um, and when they. uh What's a professional laugher? You mean They're, like in sitcoms? Like audiences? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> like the, okay. the laugh track. Like the laugh extras. track. They do like different cards. They'll do a, a guffaw, a guffle or whatever. Like different kind of laugh. Chortle. You, is this you a, a real lot job? Laugh research. There was a real job. It was. I I, uh, I. I might. It might not be a real job. But I. But like they would teach audiences how to laugh. <laughs> and then the computer came out taking their jobs, you know, studio audience job. And then they had to figure out another way to get rich. And then they kind of backstabbed each other. One of them uh, started videoing the other one eating in his sleep. And then he gained 500 pounds and he didn't know why he was gaining weight and he was dieting, but he was eating in his what? sleep. And the other guy became a <laughs> huge, really a supernatural. <laughs> the guy became a huge YouTube star by feeding him. And the guy's like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. <laughs> and it's like a mean girl so she gives her the cow exactly part. but he, imagine mm -hmm. her sleeping right <laughs> and then he like added like hot girls feeding him so then it became even bigger and then the guy found out that his friend was feeding him because he went on biggest loser relative edition because he was related to screech and wow. then he found out that he's been getting fed the whole time and Holy then they shit. got but then they realized like you know, laughter is what it was all about all along. <laughs> if you're ever uh, if you're ever doing like a live reading of this, count me in. I love. I'll even play just you know one of the girls who comes in to to, to feed him. <laughs> Dude, I read it the other day. It is like it, it's so. There's a lot of Jaeger bomb. Like, let's get a Jaeger bomb. Like oh every God. scene ends with let's get a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I love this idea. I need I to know. read this. I mean, yeah, it's so bad. Can we do bad. a live reading of it? I think you should do it for your Patreon or something, you know, just like a one night show. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, that would be so good. I know. I just like, yeah, I'll get Shia LaBeouf to do it. Um, <laughs> and so how did Dane Cook get all those people? Whatever. That's all another thing. So, um, I write the movie and I was like, okay, well, I got to do it for real. So then I moved to New York. To take a screenwriting class at NYU, one class, <laughs> one class, one class, one weekend job, you move across the, the United States. Up. Honestly, I love your commitment. You know, that's that's <laughs> impressive. So I go there and I'm like doing the screenwriting class, and then I'm working. I, I can't get a job. There's no jobs. It's like the worst time ever. And my family's like yelling at me to get a career. I'm so fucking stressed <laughs> out. I'm so sad. Oh. But I'm like. Trying to like follow my passion, I guess you know. Are and your brothers doctors? Are they? My older brother work, has a hedge fund, like worth millions upon millions of dollars, and then my little brother <laughs> uh, does like sales, does very well. But mm -hmm. yeah, they do. Yeah, they both have okay. careers. I mean, right? 
at that point, my younger brother was still in college, but okay. um, but my older brother is like Mister Like. You know, he's better now, but he's like at the time he's just like JP Morgan and then like right. and just did everything right to make the most <laughs> amount of money possible. And then here's me like in New York taking one screenwriting class <laughs> asking, you know, so wearing I'm, your fedora, walking around smoking a cigarette, you're like, I'm a screenwriter now and I've come here to New York. <laughs> Holy shit, you nailed me so hard. <laughs> like how many times have people moved to New York and they're like, I'm an artist now and yeah. it's like yeah. You're like, no, you're way more of an artist before you ever came here. Like, yeah. like, oh, my God. So I felt that. I was like, I'm in New York. I remember, like, walking around Brooklyn and listening to, like, Brooklyn songs and being <laughs> right. like, I'm here. And, like, you're skipping down the street. Yeah. Like, what a fucking idiot. I have a long coat on. You probably don't know what I'm <laughs> listening to. It's so indie. <laughs> it's my friends, neighbors. It's just, like, people. old Dave Matthews live. <laughs> It's like, no, it's like deep cuts. You don't get yeah. it with Tim Reynolds. So so I end up like coming here. I write in like 40 pages of another movie called Redneck Jews, which is about my- Hey, write what you know, man. Dude. Yeah, well, my said. dad remarried a redneck woman. And so I had like all these redneck siblings. Was, were they Jewish? No, no. They were like straight um, up like, like yeah, not. Yeah. not. And uh, so like- the, that movie, my stepmom's husband, she broke her husband's jaw and left him because he couldn't go down on her anymore. And then she married my dad. And then uh, his son because thought he the could? only... <laughs> yes, because he could eat pussy. And then, and then my dad... Oh, and then... <laughs> so the whole plot of the movie... You let him read that one? <laughs> the whole plot of the movie is he, the son... Wants to get the stepdad 15 grand so he could get his jaw fixed so then he could eat his mom's pussy again and get her back. And so. I'm sorry, but Ellen, we're producing an entire night of Andrew Collin original <laughs> original films. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I I'm here for this. Here. Yeah, I love them. No, it's fine. We're good. Okay, so. I'm, I'm um, enjoying it too much. But we will have to get to your dog walking job at some point because that's when I met you. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll, okay, that, I'll hurry how, up. How many? I'll hurry 20, up. 27 more years. Yeah, just 27 more years. Okay, I'll, I'll do all quick cuts from now on. It's so funny. That's good. I did it's the good. one man show. I did this and uh, I was like, it'll be like an hour. I was at an hour. Like, mm-hmm. like I was like still 15. Years yeah. old, so the rest I I go all right. Cliff notes. When I was sixteen, yeah. I did the when I was like that was the whole one man show, and that was the only time That's I ever. That's so did. funny. So, uh, I did a one woman show about all my jobs, and I had to like at the. I'm like, wait, what? Fifty <laughs> minutes is up. I love hearing myself talk. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They're like, this yeah. is why you don't have a job. And uh, so so I end up okay. I write part of the movie. I end up working. My buddy, my brother knew a guy that owned Lobster Place, which is in. Chelsea Market. It's yeah. The, the, the it's so good. Sushi. Yeah, yeah. So there was one in on Bleecker Street. And so he got me a job there. I was like, I'll do anything. And he, you know, I was so desperate. And I wanted to show my family that I could work like a blue collar job because none of them ever did it. And I was like, <laughs> I'll show you. And uh, I was working. I drove a fish truck out of Hunts <gasps> Point in the Bronx. Me. I would show up. I'd wake up at four in the morning and I would go and oh ride around God. in a fish truck and deliver fish to different restaurants. And then I'd come back home at like two in the afternoon and I would reek a oh, fucking yeah. fish. Like I worked in a fish restaurant. It's the worst. Dude, homeless people would get away from me. Like it was 
insanity. I would disgust yeah. me. And so then they're like, well, we can move you to being a fishmonger, which you work. You what cut the fish. Do? Oh, uh, yeah. They're like, we're going to pay you less money, but you'll work in the West Village. So I, I started working a job. And even if I worked like 40 hours, I still couldn't afford my rent working this job. But I just was like showing them that I could work. Like I was yeah. doing this all for them. It had nothing to do with me. <laughs> so I end up working that job and I'm like, oh, my God. And I end up having a panic attack and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But <laughs> my brother ends up giving me a job at his hedge fund on like the operation side where you go to factories and you like run lean manufacturing to make the factories run more efficient. Okay. So he gave me a job. He believed in me because I worked these other shitty jobs. Right. And, you know, but here, you know, I moved here to be a screenwriter and now I have like a hard hat on in a factory in Miamisburg, Ohio, telling oh some guy how to like pack clothes faster and timing them. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So <laughs> I, I end up for like six months working that job and I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm going to like, I'm on the road every week and I, I end up getting, you know, six months in, they're like, look, we want you at a factory full time to really learn how factories run. And I'm just saying yes, because I have no really other options. And and I'm lying to everyone. They think I'm enjoying it, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm too scared no. to leave it. And um, I end up moving to Miamisburg, Ohio, and uh, they give me like an area to make run more efficient. And then I work the night shift and I, I end up like, they're like, you, we want you to run the whole factory at night. Oh my God. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? And, and like, you're in Ohio? I'm in Ohio by myself in like a fucking Sheridan or whatever. And um, <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, look, if you get through this, we'll give you like more money, blah, blah. I end up losing my mind. Yeah. I never dealt with my anxiety. Mind you, like I've gone to the ER now two or three times thinking I was having a heart attack, but it was a panic attack. I'm Ugh. having like horrible, like, and I can't, I don't even know what it is. Like, it's so weird. Like... Panic and anxiety, like, is such a almost, like, cliche thing at this point. But back, even back then, like, 15 years, like, it wasn't, like, a thing. Like, I didn't no. know what it was. Yeah, they didn't. No one told us that stuff. Like, if you were rich, I feel like you might have had a therapist. But, like, yeah. that was to, like, bullshit about, like, your school is tough. I don't know. It was yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. So I no one, up, like, saw that. I had a full-on panic attack, and I just, I go, look, I got to work the day shift. I can't work the night shift. And, and they're like, no, sorry. And I was like, I just felt stuck and I just left. I just left and went back to Florida. And mm. I had, I was living at my brother's at the time. Like I had clothes. You out. went to New York and then you're in Ohio and then you went back to Florida? Back to Florida again. And then this time I am so depressed again because I oh. fucking like, I like let my brother down, I felt like. But like, you know, looking back, I didn't explain like where I was coming from. So he yeah. didn't really know. And he thought he was just doing me like a. Right. Like he wasn't there in the factory though. And like seeing what you were having to do. Like. And yeah. The hour, like. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a hard worker that I'm sure he could do. <laughs> but anyways, but. Uh, <laughs> so I go back to Florida. I don't know what I'm going to do. I moved back to uh, a friend's house. I don't even want to be by my family. Cause I'm like so embarrassed. I feel like Aww. I'm like a strange uh from like my brother i felt like even you know and um and um so i get but i end up i get a job i actually like get a pretty good paying job working um in um oh by the way when i was working in real estate real quick i, I like tried like entrepreneurial stuff like i tried to make a website called youhot.com that like failed <laughs> miserably 
And then I. Uhot.com? Uhot. It was like YouTube meets Hot or Not. Which is kind of like what TikTok is. It's like my idea was like a girl or a guy will just show how hot they are through video form. And then you rate on that. I love it. So whatever. It ended up being a porn site. (laughs) It got bought and then turned it. And then my whole family was like, finally, you're doing what we think you should be. And we're like, no, I didn't. It's not mine anymore. (laughs) But anyways. So then I I moved back to Florida. And um, and, uh, so I get a job at a nursing company that like does at-home nursing because Mm -hmm. my dad's a cancer doctor they knew i could get in there they have a lot of patients that need at-home care and so they kind of just used me again i got this job because of family you know yeah and uh nepotism or whatever and um but i take it But you weren't a nurse or a doctor at the time (laughs) no but i was selling at-home nursing right yeah and um anyway so I'm, i'm hanging out with my buddy and he went through a divorce and uh, and his friends got him a class at the improv for stand up to write jokes about his ex-wife who cheated on him. <laughs> and uh, and so he's happy divorce. Here's a class. To here's talk a class shit to talk her. shit about her. Yeah. How she left him for a guy with a bigger dick. And uh, and it's well documented. Um, and yeah. so then um, he's like, dude, you're the funniest guy. I know you should take this class. I think you'll really like it. And then at the time I was like writing, I was going to go to Miami ad school was my thought. I'd be a copywriter. Like I was trying to figure out like what career could I do that's actually like create creative yeah. and like, and uh, I ended up writing like all these jokes for the uh, admissions thing. And, um, and I have, so I had like a hundred jokes written that I wrote to a lot of friends and they're like, well, these are funny, blah, blah, you know, they're just one liners. Right. And, Perfect. and so I ended up, I was like, fine, I'll take the class. And I hated talking in front of people, whatever, but I took the class and, you know, you learn how to talk this way, talk this way, take the mic stand, you take the mic stand, you take it out, right. you know, and take a water. Yeah. yeah take yeah. a break. Take a break, bring a beer up to do four minutes, bring six mm-hmm. beers up there. And, uh, my pet peeve. <laughs> so I end up, uh, taking this class and like, like fucking obviously loving it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I end up like doing this character called Andy Shallows and I had a Wookiee that played slide <laughs> guitar because I was like too scared to like be up, like whatever. Like I like Zach Galifianakis. So I did like these one-liners with a Wookiee playing slide <laughs> guitar. Wow. And uh, my parents came to the graduation. I had like 50 <laughs> friends show up. There was like 300 people and I did like- Holy shit. I did so good. Like- Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. Like I didn't- like use any like relative or like this was just and i worked hard like i really did work hard on like on this like whatever and i was like this is what i i should be doing and uh i like got business cards made like the next day and like hell yeah and you think you're like a professional comedian and and uh and i slowly like i'm still working a nursing job but i'm like never showing up i'm just like i'm a comedian (laughs) now i i grew a huge mustache because that's what comedians would do Absolutely. Like, which was ruining sales, but help, you know, and, um, I thought you were going to say ruining girl, girl <laughs> connection. I, yeah. I, I actually, grew this huge stash and no one wanted to hook up with me. That was at the point where it's like ride my mustache was like a big thing. Whatever. <laughs> it didn't really work out that well. But so anyways, I, um, so I'm doing like open mics with the Wookiee and like, I'm just like really like diving in to the yeah. scene and, um, was there a lot of comedy in Florida? A decent amount. Like there were like yeah. 
there was one really like pretty good open mic slash show in for okay. in um, Boca Raton at this place called the Funky Buddha. Mm-hmm. And then I went there with my grandma. My grandma. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but oh. I, she lived in Boca Raton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a cool. It was a cool spot. And then yeah. And then the improv had uh, open mic night where you had to bring ten people, and you yeah. could, you know, it was a lot of people, and like, so I just like really just got immersed in it and then the wookie left he got a girlfriend and he was just tired of sweating so much <laughs> like we were doing shows for like five people you know yeah and um and i was like well i can't be in florida you know uh and do this so i was like either gonna go to chicago la or new york and i actually talked to tom segura because i went to high school with him Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, you should just go straight to New York." I was thirty at the time, like, which is kind of old wow. for whatever. And I just went to New York, and then that's when I, I still l- think of you as thirty. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm forty now, but forty's the new something, whatever. Twenty five. Yeah, it, it's just a number <laughs> that I think about. Um, so I end up, yeah, moving and living on that couch, like I was mm-hmm. telling you, in the East Village, and. uh I got a job at the grilled cheese restaurant and then another comedian got me a job as a dog walker working for his company because he worked a comedy cellar and I was like, oh, you know, you know, and I was like kind of like so fake my first four years in the sense of like getting people to like me, you know, but meanwhile, I was working as a dog walker, fucking hating, enjoying, I, I enjoyed open mics and meeting new people and like, I, yeah, again, I thought like I'm an artist, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Even more than the first time, like you're like, oh, I'm a fucking, I'm a. Well, you had done it. You'd been doing it in Florida, so it's not like you moved to New York and you're like, my first open mic, and now I'm a comedian. Yeah, like true. <laughs> and so, like you know, I met some great guys, and uh, but I was like a dog walker. I had like a show at New York Comedy Club. I had some wins, you know. I had a mm-hmm. show at UCB, and then. Uh, I was, oh yeah, I think that's where I met you. Well, oh, yeah, the storytelling I had you on the show. show. Yeah, the storytelling with Allison Leiby. Yeah. Oh my god, Allison was just on the podcast the oh, last really? episode. <laughs> yeah. That's it. so funny. That was like a that was a fun show at UCB East. Rest yeah, it was a peace. great show. And we did it for like four years. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really getting that much traction with industry or JFL or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh and like I didn't have a manager or an agent. And I was walking a dog. Um <laughs> Oh my God! So many dog walking stories, by the way. Of just, just I know I've I've heard some of them, and I've seen over the years. You know, the fancy apartments you would go in, and like, oh, uh, like the guy <laughs> wanted me to fill up the bowl halfway because he doesn't want his dog to have too much water. I go, well, why not a smaller bowl? He goes, the dog likes this bowl. Like that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> like. I remember I was taking his shit at one of the places and I heard the guy baby talk to his dog in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> and he and, he knew, and then he found out I was in there and they're like, whatever. Uh, but I became very close to these dog owners. Whatever. Um, did they ever come see you perform? Were you yeah, like- yeah. Yeah, they both did actually. That's and I nice. did well. So they saw me like, you know, they see you in a different light a little bit. They get to know you. Hell yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so... I'm walking a dog with wheels, this dog Cooper, and um, and his back legs are in wheels. And, uh, you know, he's just lazy. 
And um, no, no, he was actually sick. Was he? He wasn't a, a wiener dog, was he? No, he was like a big, like husky, like. And every time I put him in this thing, I thought he was gonna murder me. <laughs> and every day I'd walk in, and he'd be sitting in the dark, and he would like drag his legs, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> what is my life?" You know. And uh, but I'd put him in there, and people would treat me like I was Jesus Christ. They'd be like, "You're doing, I bet you're doing the Lord's work," and I was like, I, I, you know. Anyway. Ellen, I told you when I got in trouble for taking the photo of the dog on wheels, right? At a, I had an internship. I where, don't remember the story. And I wasn't being paid. And I just, it was awful. They were so mean. The woman hated me. She was a casting director. And she had a, a wiener dog on wheels. I could have sworn his name was Cooper. I sw- I, that's why I was like, that sounds so familiar. Maybe the name of a wheels company is Cooper. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this was down in Soho. And one day I took out my Blackberry because, you know, this was back in the day. And I, I was going to send my mom a photo. I never saw a dog on wheels, let alone a wiener dog. It looks so funny. And I, I took a photo and she was behind. She goes, you think that's funny that he has no hind legs? And I was like... No. <laughs> First of all, he has hind legs. Yeah, but they, they don't just, work. They don't work. I was like, no, I, I wanted to show my mom. I, I never saw this before. Like, he's so cute. It was, it was just of his face. She's like, shut up. <laughs> it's just of his oh face. face. It was a bad summer after that. <laughs> Ma'am, that I see the picture. It's all wheels. It's all. It's all wheels. So, mind you, I'm walking his dog every day with wheels, right? Yeah. And uh. And one day I get an alert on Instagram or whatever, a tag on Instagram from my friends because Nikki Glazer, who's a, you know, a big comedian, took a picture of me walking Cooper with wheels and put it on Instagram. My head wasn't in it, just my disgusting green jacket. (laughs) And my friends are all like, that's a comedian. That's Andrew Collins. It's a comedian. Andrew Collins. So then... This was like five. This is how you and Nikki yeah, met. Yeah. This is the funniest thing ever. So, so she takes a photo of me, puts on, and, I, and then she writes me on Instagram, and she goes, "Hey, I'm sorry about, you know, your privacy, whatever." I was like, "I don't, I don't give a fuck," but you got to tag me, you know. And she's like, "I was really cool about it because I obviously didn't care," and she started following me. Kind of out of like pity, you know, mm-hmm. and and I was absurd with the dogs. I would dance with dogs. I would do like push-ups with dog, whatever. I was just like, yeah, I followed you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and she would like comment every once in a while. She was living in L.A. Mm-hmm. and then you know three or four years later, she moved to New York and to Chelsea, where I walked the dog, where she took the picture, and she's like, hey, do you, um, you're probably not still walking dogs. I was like. Uh, more than ever at this point i'm like not even a comedian i'm like i am a dog she's like you're on tour now right yeah (laughs) she's like you have a special on netflix right probably like an hour oh just a half hour oh no you don't you yeah no i yeah so and then she's like well do you want to walk my dogs and at first i was like i want her to respect me as a comedian blah blah blah. all that's bullshit yeah and like at this point, you know, you're beaten down so much. I was almost ready to quit, you know. But here, I finally like stuck with something for like this point, like seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll walk your dog." And I go <laughs> and I meet her at like Bed Bath and Beyond, and I'm like trying. <laughs> She's to- like, "Don't come to my apartment. <laughs> I'll meet you in a public space." Yeah, I'll meet you in a public space. Don't come within seven feet. And I was like, "It's COVID." She's like, "What? Yeah. What's that?" I don't know. It's something my brother keeps saying. So. <laughs> So call back. And uh, so and then uh, and then um, I talked to her and she's just like um, 
and you know when i meet people that i don't know and i'm like want to impress them i'll tell them like all the deepest darkest things about me like <laughs> how i got like um like an, an hiv test because i fingered a girl and i bite my nails like i'm telling her <laughs> like things like that you know like just like being very open and like sure trying to tell her how like crazy and sad and how much anxiety i have and whatever and she like buys it and uh, no she like we we like really bond like i had no idea what she was like but it turns out like we had a lot in common and we're walking and she's like well yeah i'm, I'm ready to hire you um twice a day to walk my dogs and i want you to do would you want to open for me host at caroline's in like a month and i was like oh my god like this is the oh first god. time like meeting the her first time yeah within 30 minutes that's cool, especially because you were like, Ugh, I don't want to walk a comedian's dogs. I want her to oh, so see me true. at the club. Yeah, and I was like, this never happens. And then fast forward, I've seen her like give so many guest spots. It's so funny. But like to like <laughs> people that suck. But like I end up walking her dog and becoming good friends because I'm walking them twice a day. And like she's not doing anything all day. So we're just like <laughs> hanging out in between, you know, like yeah. becoming good friends. And then I end up doing that show at caroline's it goes like couldn't have gone better mm -hmm. and then she's like well why don't you come do my radio show when we're testing it and i was like yeah for free <laughs> i'm not gonna pay you i was like all right whatever i don't care <laughs> so i go do the radio show at sirius xm and then you know it kind of and that went well and next thing i know her feature that was featuring for her they kind of had a little bit of a falling out the next thing i know i'm featuring and on the road with her and then like eight months in i'm able to quit being a dog walker and be like a full-time comedian and that's like, so cool going on the road and then like got a job writing on her show like for e and then mm -hmm. we were doing theater tours and like i was making like real money like the real estate kind of money like in yeah. comedy like nonetheless yeah. and then COVID. <laughs> And then, then the writing job's gone and the theater tour's done. But it'll happen again. I think it'll happen again. We've done some like um outdoor shows and I've monetized my podcast puddles with Andrew Collin. Mm -hmm. And like I, I I never would have monetized it if the other things didn't fail. So I'm like yeah. making like pretty good money off my podcast. That's great. And I need your you need to teach me how because I try to do that here because I started it like right before the pandemic and then I felt bad like asking for people to join it. So I kinda like Join what? The Patreon? Yeah. Yeah, you can't feel I, bad about that. You can't, but it was also like I started it like a month before we were like in a pandemic, like COVID happened and I was like, fuck, people are dying. I can't be like, hey guys, you guys want exclusive content? Like sign up and pay me and I'll give it to you. Like I felt yeah. weird, but no, now I, I feel better. Yeah, for sure. And better I mean, do it now before the second wave hits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out, but yeah. No. <laughs> no, don't. Um, the, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's. I didn't realize how close this all happened, like how that all happened for you. Because I remember seeing you on tour. Obviously, I follow you and I was like, they're having so much fun. Like. Yeah, we like I, would do a dance at the end. Dances. Yeah. For like sold out shows. Like. I was living like a rock star. Like my life was like, it's, That's... you know, I mean, it was, I was, you know, I was pretty much asexual for my 20s through like 39. <laughs> and then like from 39 to 40, it's like, oh my God, this is, I like women. 
like a lot. <laughs> like I love. I've never been more like turned on by women. Like I'm like a, It's really weird. I don't know if it's the Zoloft, which doesn't allow you to come, but yet, boost, like I don't know. It's weird. Um, the mood has changed. But, I, but but that's the thing though too is like with meeting Nikki and like and like having some success. I finally went to a therapist and I went and I got on Zoloft and like my mental yeah. health. I haven't had a panic attack in year in like mm-hmm. a, two years and i remember you got sober too right yeah and i don't drink like, i haven't drank yeah. for about two years either and uh yeah congrats that's a lot to like hone in that's a lot to get together and and like while you're doing all of this you're like being successful in comedy like that's very cool that you were able to like i think they get go hand together. in hand to be honest i think if you look yeah. at a lot of successful comedians a lot of them are sober you know yeah um but not to say you can't you know manage it but you know right it's just i always just felt like i never you know i had a lot of rock bottoms but that's not why i quit i was just tired you know you just get mm-hmm. tired get paid with drinks every fucking you know three nights a week you're just tired i know but i love that i've never actually met nikki i've seen her perform and i think she's one of the funniest people in the world so let her know that but i love that she just like was like hey come and do this stuff and like Gave you a platform, and now you have so many of your own fans, and like you're killing it right now. I feel like no, I I, I do. I feel very like blessed or whatever, and I really do. And like, it, it, I do really feel like like I found what I should be doing, and like all mm-hmm. that stuff, you know. Um, and I don't know, you know, I'm just very thankful for it, and for her, obviously. And Is your family impressed by all of it now? <laughs> You know, did they see you on tour? They did, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it it that things changed a little when I started like making real money. But you know, they were always. It's not like one of those things where like they actually. My dad will be honest, and he'll tell you the first year where I was like, I want to be a stand up comedian, and uh, he was just like, um, you know, a lot of people want to play third base for the Yankees. Like it's not <laughs> like a reality, right? And I was like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. And uh, and he'll admit that. And But here's the thing, like, you know, getting the dog walker job, I was able to pay my own rent and stuff without asking for help. So they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't really chime in, you know. And they're yeah. very impressed because, you know, for nine years I worked for nothing to like. Yeah. But No, I hear you. But yeah, I mean. It's- my parents have nothing to do with this industry either. And I just remember them being like. I used to want to go to school for theater and they were like, do real school and then you can do theater. Yeah. It's, uh, they're just scared for us, you know? Cause you know, I don't know. I mean, they probably don't come like their parents weren't probably that wealthy. So it's like, Mm -hmm. they know what, you know, how tough it could be. (laughs) Yeah. My parents always support, but then when I have like a shitty day and like, I'm just upset about something and I'm like, I feel like I have nothing. I'm poor. I'm not successful. I'm like, you know, and they'll be like, you chose it. You chose this. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't choose today. Yeah. 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 I didn't choose to feel bad about myself today. It's like, yeah. It's like when you complain about something and it's like, no, I'm just complaining about this one thing. Yeah. You're kind of bringing in some other, like the bigger things. Like it's like no, I just want. It's like, right. my, like my, you should be okay with it. That's the industry you chose. And I'm like, like, I'm just complaining that my Wi-Fi is not working, Mom. Right. It's like <laughs> you know, but you know, I think it's. Uh, I can't imagine starting stand up even 
obviously now with covid but like you know the internet is the world it's that's like where you know the idea of doing open mics to kind of like end up getting on late night it's just that's not a reality anymore no it's like learn how to do tiktok get a bunch of followers and you'll get on (laughs) late yeah i guess i don't know i guess I guess. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. It takes me a while to do a TikTok. But it's just like just gotta feel it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's like things on YouTube that slow it down. <laughs> that slow the TikTok. I got into TikTok for an hour and a half and then uh, I'll go on TikTok and see how in shape everyone is and then it makes me go to the gym. That's all it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I'll you know what I did actually? I learned how to make a cake in a cup on TikTok. Like it was like make a brownie in a mug in your microwave, and I watched like four hundred of these, and then I was like, I'm gonna do it, and I went and bought Oreos, and I like crushed them up. You literally microwave Oreos with like milk or water, <laughs> <laughs> and it dries out, and you're like, it kind of tastes like cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My boyfriend's like, what happened to you? I was like, no, you don't understand. We gotta make these cake cups. You don't understand. Like, it came with a dance. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah, I mean, TikTok, those things, dude, it's like you could cut out so much fat from things yeah. and like learn a lot in like five steps. Like, so true. With my ADD, it's like perfect, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I love it. And, yeah, so I don't know. I'll probably need a regular, another job again. You're so, I'm so scared to not. like have to dog walk again. I would, I think I'd, I don't know what I would do. I can't. I can't. Well, I hope it doesn't happen for you because, you know, this situation sucks for all of us, but like you were really you were really on a good on a good path there before. You were. I was finally going to wear a suit on stage. Oh, I I want I want to see you wear a suit on stage. I know. It'll happen. I know it's going to happen. I think so. Um so I wanted to do one thing before we go. I know we went long. Ellen, it'll be a longer episode. It's completely fine but i wanted to do so i have random i asked random strangers to send me stories about quitting jobs or getting fired i wanted to read one that i thought was pretty good and uh and then you know if you've ever been fired if this sparks sparks a firing oh i've been fired yeah from your past i got i've I've heard some of them i have one really funny fire story but yeah go let's hear it Okay, so this is from uh, someone who submitted. They said, I was working at a gas station. A customer uh, came in who was constantly harassing me. The customer was either sexually harassing or verbally abusive. That's awful. The customer would make comments that I was stupid. They said, "Do you even? did you even go to school? Can you even count? I, t- <laughs> I told my boss about it, and she said she would look into it. A week goes by, and the customer was still being ignorant. I told my boss again. My boss straight up told me I needed to ignore him. He's a lawyer loyal customer and you just need to get over it. I was really shocked and pissed that my boss just didn't care. The next time the customer came in, of course he was being ignorant. I told him to fuck off. He shouldn't ever speak to anyone like that. I threw his fountain soda at him. I looked up at the camera. I flipped the camera off and said, fuck you, Allison, (laughs) the boss. You're a stupid fat cunt. (laughs) I walked out and I never went back. I don't even use that gas station anymore. I go out of my way to use another gas station. (laughs) 
this feels like it could have been the 1950s you know why why does it feel like and then i it just feels very like old school like like you know oh what do you ring me up please you know what i mean it just all you got out of that was my fountain yeah 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 yeah. no i love that i mean it's literally out of a movie like the whole that's a like, dream that's the dream everybody. way to quit yeah mm-hmm. and then you go uh, back and be like i was kidding um it's the only gas station in town yeah your car runs out of gas you're like fuck i have to go i'm gonna see allison i called her a cunt yeah if you go fat cunt you're not getting the job back <laughs> no you could way. go with fat or cunt but if you put yeah. those together boy it's, she had a spit in his fa- in her fountain soda. But you know what? Fuck that woman. Like the customer is not always right. Like whoever thought of that was the biggest asshole on earth. It's the wrong. It's so wrong. I know. Think about that guy that was like, no, no, the customer's always right. Like what? Yeah, no. I worked in restaurants for so long in New York City, and oh, people would come in and they'd be like, "I love, you know, I love your top," and I'd wear like, you know, a low cut top. My boss would be like, "See, I told you, if you wear those, the business is better." And I was like, "What? None of this is right." He's like, "Nope, customer's right." Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. like your tits out. Yeah, yeah. Can you go lower? <laughs> Free the nipple. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh. no, it's um. I never got to quit a job like that, though. I would love to. I quit. I, I quit one time where I was just like, I got to go. I was having a panic attack again. And and she was like, no, you got to stay. And I was like, I got to fucking go. And I just ran out. But that Ooh. the best one, though, I was working at the improv, uh, the comedy club in, in, in Florida. And mm-hmm. because, you know, I went to Tulane and, you know, worked in real estate, the person that ran the improvs down there, owned the improvs, thought that I'd be a good manager of the call center. Like, she thought... But I'm not. I'm terrible at jobs. Like anything with a cubicle, I just, it's not, I'm not good. But you had enough of them to put on, to, to show for. She just thought like, yeah, I mean, compared to, I mean, you got to think about the people that do comedy, like, right. especially in Florida. Like they're, so, so she gives me the job and I'm just terrible at it. And like, it's a call center. And two weeks in, she brings me in and she's like, look, I don't think this is working out. And I go, yeah. And every time I get fired, it's usually like, it took you this long, you idiot. Like, right. I, I never like get too angry. I'm just like, yeah, I see your point. And um, she goes, you know the thing that really like bothered me? And I go, what's that? She goes, um, so Dave worked here for a few years and uh, he left his family photos on his desk. And you worked here and you never took his family photos down. You just... <laughs> You kind of just <laughs> left him there. And I was like, well, he's got a nice family. I like <laughs> Oh, my God. That's amazing. Dave's family's my family. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And she goes, did you just add your face to the... No, no. <laughs> but that was really funny to me. She's just like, I knew you weren't like planning. Like She... She probably thought you're a psychopath and you're like plotting to murder Dave's family. She's like, he didn't take it down. What would he want to do with it? Well, first of all, why are you leaving your family here? Yeah, Fucking there you take go. your family with red, you. Fuck red him. Red flag. He, Were you like, did you call Dave? Did you ask him if he's still with his family? Well, Dave probably got fired. It was like, fuck you, you fat cunt. Take my family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know. God, I can't go back to working. I can't. Nine to five. I can't. That's okay. We'll be unemployed together. I can't either. I refused. Once I left my last restaurant job, I was like, I'm never. 
I'm never, even when I was so unemployed, collecting unemployment, I'm on like Medicaid. And my parents were like, you worked in the nicest restaurants in New York. I'm like, I can't do it. No. I'd rather. There's an age like, where it's just not. It's like, I'd rather, I just, I, I can't. I'd rather be poor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, unemployment, I mean, you were getting a shit ton of money. I never, I never filed because of some other shit. Like also, I don't like filling out paperwork, but. <laughs> whatever i never yeah i just made money off my i decided to make my podcast like that's good monetize rather than take money from the government but that's not yeah. because of like a stand i just again laziness but you didn't want to do it that's okay yeah um andrew thanks so much for being here thanks You're the sorry funniest. i talked too much i loved it no okay. this was you didn't talk too much okay. that's what this is for right isn't that what a podcast is for yeah we, we talk mm -hmm. that's a good point that's a good point. but you're the best this was so fun you're the best we gotta hang it. again i always love i would love to don't tell I'll your boyfriend you. just don't tell him okay just keep <laughs> he it he thinks you're so funny <laughs> he's a fan i'm sorry i'm sorry he's in another room i'll see you tomorrow i'll see you tomorrow come over all right i can't wait we'll, i can't well, well i can't wait for you to move well i'll meet in bushwick we'll meet at her place <laughs> because it's like kind of in the middle i have to ask you where people can file find you uh where you can find me literally just listen to my podcast called puddles with andrew collin um i've had some great guests uh nikki glazer uh heather mcmahon tom segura um you know, Nate Bargatze, uh, people from Summerhouse, Hannah Burner, whatever. It's a lot of I fun. I love a lot of those people, yeah. It's really silly. I really think you'll enjoy yourself. And um, and then I'm on Instagram at Andrew T. Collin. But, awesome. Yeah. Well, you can find us at Unemployed Podcast. Listen to the other episodes. Make sure you rate it, review it, you know, all that junk. And do that for puddles, right? We got to do it for all the pods. <laughs> Love for all the pods all around. And find me at Anna Roisman. And, you know, you can email us at theunemployedteam at gmail.com. I'm giving you the email. Send us your weird job stories. Or if you ever walked in and told someone to fuck off and quit, I want to hear about it. Uh, and that's it. Bye. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Anna, and I am here with a little post-game uh, episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm here to tell you about our Patreon. We have an amazing Patreon. We're posting videos of all of our episodes every week, and everyone who donates to the Patreon is allowed to see those, and we would love for you to join in. But right now, I got to give a shout-out to our patrons who are donating money to us, who we appreciate and we love. Shout-out to Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, Chris Arneson, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, Vic Taylor, Harry and Jonathan Ediger. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and me and Ellen and everyone else who out there who's unemployed. We really appreciate it. And if you want to join, you can just go to patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. And like you can just donate $5 a month or something really small, you know, anything, anything helps. And we love it. And we are here for you. And we will keep putting these out until until we're all so successful that we have absolutely no time to make a podcast. Just kidding. But check out the Patreon. Thanks. Love you. Bye.